Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that this finds you and your family doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. This is the next installment for my ongoing series, Why Are Charismatics So Weird? And today we will be looking at a clip from Jen Johnson. Jen Johnson is the president of Bethel Music. Of course, she is a member at Bethel Church, and her she is the daughter-in-law of Bill Johnson, the pastor of Bethel Church. And in this clip, she's being interviewed by Michael Koulianos. Michael Koulianos is the head of Jesus Image in Orlando, Florida. And uh, Michael Koulianos is the son-in-law of Benny Hinn. He married one of Benny Hinn's daughters. And uh, he heads up Jesus Image and Jesus Image, uh, rather uh, appropriately, I suppose, uh, discussions of Second Commandment violations aside for the moment as an image of Jesus as their logo, hence Jesus Image. But at any rate, I digress. So this uh, video is, is a number of years old. I've had this video in my library of heresies for uh, a number of years. And others have talked about it. So, uh, but I, and I, and I want to show you this because what you're about to see is bizarre and laughably so. I mean, you, if you haven't seen this yet, you'll just, trust me, you won't believe what you're about to hear Jen Johnson say. But uh, I, I also, my point in showing this video and doing this particular uh, episode here for uh, Why Are Charismatic So Weird is not only to show you. <laughs> how weird charismatics can indeed be. But uh, there's going to be some theology here, too. We're going to look at what she says. We're going to test it by Scripture. And so that really is kind of the my overarching point here. But uh, this is bizarre, as you shall see. So let us begin this clip from Jen Johnson and Michael Koulianos. How does, first of all, what is worship? And secondly, how, how is worship connected with the presence of the Lord? Um, worship to me. Now, there's the first problem. Worship to me. Uh, this is a common refrain amongst charismatics. Well, uh, worship to me is, or the Holy Spirit is to me is, or uh, what this verse means to me is. Dear friends, it does not matter what the verse means to you. It does not matter what the verse means to me. It does not matter what worship is to you or to me. What matters is, is how does God define Worship, but um, this is a, a common refrain amongst charismatics. Well, to me, you hear that a lot in this movement. But I digress. Back to Jen Johnson. Is kind of a twofold thing that I the Lord showed me this picture. I don't know where this is um, scripturally, but it's a picture that the Lord yeah, showed me. So we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My revelation. It is indeed her revelation. She says, I don't know where this is scripturally, but, you know, it's my revelation. The Lord showed me this. And then you hear Michael Cugliano say, yeah, 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 we'll take it. Well, of course you will, because this is another common refrain amongst charismatics and charismatic circles. Well, well, the Lord showed me this. The Lord showed me this. The Lord showed me that. You know, I don't I don't know. I don't know where it is in scripture, but uh, 
but it's okay it's okay because the lord told me this and in fact not to go on too much of a rabbit trail here but when you think about it almost every major theological cult has begun by someone saying the lord told me such and such let me tell you what he said uh mormonism began this way islam began this way Jehovah's Witnesses began this way. Almost every major theological cult began that way. The Lord showed me. He hasn't shown you, but trust me, he showed me. It is indeed her revelation, because it's not God's revelation. It's not found in Scripture. But um, it was this beautiful picture. I, I just was worshiping, and I just saw a congregation worshiping, and, and worship uh, kind of shot up the presence did um, to the Lord, and we were just declaring who he was and his goodness and his mercy and he's beautiful and he's incredible and just declaring who God was. And um, all in one fluid motion, uh, the Lord absorbed our praises and he he even more so became what we declared him as. He absorbed our praise and even more so became who we declared him as. Uh, No. No, friends, that is that that in and of itself proves that she is getting a false vision or claiming a false vision, a false prophet. God did not give her that vision. Dear friends, God does not become what we declare him to be as if we are the source of his deity. God is who he is. This is what he said to Moses when Moses was at the burning bush that wasn't being consumed. And Moses asked God, who, who should I say you sent me? And God said, I am who I am. God has always been God. He doesn't become God. He's always been God. Psalm chapter 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth around the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And what is true of God the Father is true of Jesus God the Son. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus speaking again, John chapter 17. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Dear friends, Jesus does not become God. He has always been God from eternity past, from before the foundation of the world. He doesn't become who we declare him to be. This gets to one of the attributes of God or the perfections of God known as his aseity. Aseity. A-S-E-I-T-Y. comes from the Latin phrase ase, which means from or by himself. So in other words, dear friends, when we speak of God's aseity, some say aseity, aseity, but when we speak of the aseity of God, what we're saying is, is that God has need of no one and no thing. God is completely self-existent, self-sufficient. He does not depend upon anyone or anything else to exist, to continue to exist, or to be who he is. God does not have a man-shaped hole in his heart. God is who he is, irrespective of us. He is not dependent upon us or anyone else or any other thing. 
Uh, Acts chapter 17. Let's look at verses 24 through 25. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. You see, dear friends, God, God has need of no one, no thing. Uh, we, he does not need us. We need him. Uh, he does not become who we declare him to be. And you'll see in just a minute, this is not a one-off from Jen Johnson. But back to Jen Johnson. And in one motion, he kind of uh, flung out or, or declared over the earth this, uh, yes, I am. Yes, wow. I am. So as we would declare the power of uh, life and death in our tongue, the power of life that we were declaring who he was. Uh, the oft employed and always misused Proverbs 18.21. Now, I think I'll do a, a an installment in my Inigo Montoya series on Proverbs 18.21 because uh, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Uh, that's a verse that they always misinterpret. But we'll save that for another video. Back to Jen. It was kind of like it just went boom out of the heart of the Lord over the earth. Just going, yes, that's who I am. And also, in that same motion, in the same picture, the Lord had this reflector mirror um, under his armpit. And, and also, in that same motion, in the same picture, the Lord had this reflector mirror um, under his armpit. And, uh, you know, I think God has an armpit. I don't know, yeah, but it does. was in the picture. Yeah. So. Dear friends, God does not have an armpit. Now, Jesus, God the Son, does indeed have a physical body as we speak right now. But she seemed to be talking about God the Father. And uh, no, God the Father does not have a physical body. Uh, this is in and of itself heretical, but it's, again, not uncommon to hear in the charismatic circles, particularly word faith in AR circles. So, no, God the Father is spirit, must be worshipped in spirit and truth. He does not have a body. Now, one might think <laughs> that... Um, Talking about Jesus having reflectors in his armpits is the most bizarre, most heretical thing about this video. It is not. Oh, no, no, no. The most heretical thing about the video is right here. Oh, we're made in his image. I, I get it. But um, he had this reflector. And, and as we would, our praise would just shoot up to him, this reflector, we'd say, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're kind. You're wonderful. In one fluid motion, it would hit this reflector and shoot back to us. And the Lord would say, so are you. That's who you are, and it's one fluid motion. And so our praise and worship goes up to God, it goes up to Jesus, hits the reflectors in his armpits, and is shot back down to us, and he says, so are you. That's who you are. That, dear friends, is the most heretical part of this video. This is the little God's doctrine that permeates the health and wealth gospel. This is It permeates the word faith NAR movements. This is the underpinning of their emphasis on health and wealth because we're gods. And a God cannot be poor and a God certainly cannot be sick. The, the, the little God's doctrine has gotten so bad in the word faith NAR movement. Some of you may have heard me say this before that it They've pretty much just dropped the little from the little God's doctrine. We're gods. We're gods. And if you're thinking, boy, that sounds a lot like Mormonism. Sure does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the same basic heresy, just packaged differently for different audiences. 
The things about the thing about Jen Johnson is she has said some of the most bizarre, outlandish slash heretical things you could ever imagine. I mean, she talks about angels texting one another, even and even I'll just quote her. I'm just using her word. Uh, talks about angels having farting contests. And I thought of those angels circling that throne, and I thought, I bet they text each other. I bet they have farting contests. Yeah, that's Jen Johnson for you. But some of the most bizarre stuff she said, these are not one-off statements. She has said some of the most outlandish things on multiple different occasions. And what we've heard in this clip is one such example. Let me show you this clip of Jen Johnson that was uh, recorded, I think, at least two years before this interview with Michael Culianos. Watch this. But um, I, I hadn't even been asking the Lord for a little bit. I just saw this picture in, in a meeting one time. And I saw our worship and I saw it shoot up and, and the Lord absorbed it. But in the same motion, he held um, a mirror like under his armpit. Yes, I think God might have an armpit. I don't know. It was there in the picture. I'm just telling you what I saw, okay? Don't judge. So he had this, um, this mirror, and it, it shot. Our, our praise rose up, and it shot into this reflector, and it shot back down to us. And he said, you are. So we would, we would, as you're worshiping, we'd say, you're wonderful, Lord. And he'd hold it he'd hold this reflector and he'd say, you are. You are. You are. You see, dear friends, this is not a one-off. And one of the things that is so alarming about this is that no one in Bethel Church had enough theological wherewithal to come up to Jen Johnson and say, ah, uh, Jen, yeah, Jesus actually doesn't have reflectors in his armpits and uh, God the Father doesn't have a body at all. And no, we are not just like God. That's actually quite heretical. No one said this to her. She has made these kinds of nutty, heretical statements over and over and over, and nobody corrects her. And the reason that nobody corrects her at Beth- at Bethel Church, no one, including her own father-in-law and pastor, Bill Johnson, is is this is their theology. They don't have a problem with it. They, they, they wouldn't correct her because they actually believe it. This is in line with their theology. I want to close with Isaiah 40, verse 25. This is God speaking. To whom then will you liken me that I would be his equal, says the Holy One. Dear friends, this is not a challenge. That's the whole point. There is no one, there is no thing that is God's equal. He is without equal. That's the point. Thank you very much for watching, dear ones. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. In one fluid motion, it would hit this reflector and shoot back to us, and the Lord would say, So are you. That's who you are. So we would, we would, as you're worshiping, we'd say, you're wonderful, Lord. And he'd hold it up. He'd hold this reflection. And he'd say, you are. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, 
you may contact him at justinpeters.org.